Oh God, with all our hearts, we long for you. Come, transform us to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, mission-focused people, multiplying disciples everywhere. Christ, you are our savior, our sanctifier, our healer, our coming King. We exalt you above all else. That's, weren't some of those some amazing stories and testimonies? Right? In our AGM report, you'll find some more stories there, so I encourage you to read that. Now, I know you're thinking, okay, we're done. No message, right? Well, <laughs> short little message here. Someone tell me, what is our vision statement? Touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time. That's what we're looking for, that's what we are seeking to do, and that's what sharing these stories is all about. It's about touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time. And I wanna just focus on four words in that statement. Touching, world, Jesus, and life, right? Touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time. So the question is, what does it mean to touch others? What does that actually look like? How do we touch others? How do we bless others? And I wanna give you one quick example, and that's the example of a leper who came to Jesus. There was a leper that came to Jesus while he was here on this earth, right? And the leper came to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus looked back and said, I am willing, be clean. Is that the extent of the story? Is there, is there a detail that I left out in that story? Can anyone tell me? He what? He touched him. Now that was unique. That was unheard of because people wouldn't even get close to lepers. People didn't want to talk to lepers. They didn't want to, lepers were actually supposed to walk around and say unclean, unclean so that other people could stay away from them. But Jesus, instead of staying away from the leper, it says here in Matthew 8, verse 2 and 3, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing. And he said, be healed. And instantly the leprosy dis disappeared. Friends, Jesus reached out and touched. It was unique. It was different. Can I challenge you this morning? Do something different and unexpected that will bless and touch somebody else. The leper could have just said, Jesus, just say the word and I'll be healed. That's all I need. No, no, no. It was an extension of love that touched that man. Jesus did something he didn't expect and blessed that leper. Let's touch our world through Jesus one life at a time by doing something people don't expect, right? The second thing is world. Who is our world? What is our world? Who, who is part of our world? Can I give you an example from the Bible of the story of the Good Samaritan? A man came to Jesus and said, Lord, you know, what's the greatest commandment, right? Or actually the man came and said, you know, the greatest commandment is to love God and to love others. And Jesus said, yeah, you're correct. This is the right thing. But then the man came back to Jesus and said, but who is my neighbor? 
right? To love God and to love your neighbor, but who is my neighbor? And Jesus, in response, told the story of, a, of the Good Samaritan, right? And the Good Samaritan came and met this man. This man was, I won't go into the whole story because of the sake of time, but the, this man was robbed and beaten and left on the side of the street, right? And then along came who? A priest, a pastor, right? And the, pa- and the pastor saw the person beaten on the side of the street, and he said, I'm going across the other side. And then the Bible says there was a Levite, a person who worked in the church, a volunteer, a ministry leader. And that person saw the person beaten, and he said, I'm going on the other side. But then a Samaritan, the despised Samaritans, the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. They were the outcasts. They were like, what good is there with Samaritans? They they don't follow the Lord. There's nothing good about those Samaritans. But that Samaritan went, right, and blessed that person. Who is my neighbor? Jesus asked the man that question. He told the story, and he said, now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, what? Yes. Now go and do the same. Who is our world? Who is our neighbor? Go and do likewise. When you see a need, when you see a situation, don't walk on the other side. Don't walk away from that. But when you see a need, be the good Samaritan, touching our world through Jesus one life at a time. Be the good Samaritan. The third thing, I'm going I'm to skip over Jesus for a second. Is that okay? It's good to end off on Jesus, right? We'll come back to Jesus. But life, who is the one life that you can make a difference in this year? Can I, can I ask you, from now till December, can you think right now of one person that you want to touch? You heard Joni's story of her reaching out to her friend and inviting her to Alpha. Can you think of one person that you can touch from now till December 2021? Think of one person you can reach out to, one person you can bless, one person that you can make that difference in. We know the story, or some of you might know the story of Zacchaeus, right? There's a children's song of Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. Right, I need to refresh my kids' songs here, <laughs> right? So Zacchaeus, you know, he climbed up into a tree and he saw Jesus. And Jesus saw Zacchaeus. And what did Jesus say? Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house today right? Nobody liked Zacchaeus because he was a tax collector. Again, he was the outcast. He was the person no one wanted to talk to, like the leper, like the Samaritan. But Jesus saw Zacchaeus, and Jesus made the difference in Zacchaeus's life to the point, what did Zacchaeus say? He was a transformed life. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But what did the people do? They were, dis- they were displeased. Jesus, how can you go to Zacchaeus' house of all people? Go to somebody better. But Jesus went to transform a life. And it says he has gone, uh, he has gone into the, to be the guest of a notorious sinner. Not just a bad sinner, a notorious sinner. Right? No regular sinner. Right? 
Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. You know what happened? What I think happened is Zacchaeus went to one person and he said, I made a mistake, I lied, I cheated, here's your money back. And that person is probably scratching his head and wondering, what in the world happened to you, Zacchaeus? Well, let me tell you who I met. Let me tell you who made the difference in my life. Let me tell you about this Jesus and how my life has been transformed and how my life has been changed. Be the Zacchaeus. We have been touched We have been changed, we have been transformed, we have been blessed by Jesus. Now let's take that message and go and share it. And the last thing, you know, the best thing to always end off is Jesus. Why does Jesus make the difference? Why does Jesus make the difference? Touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time, why does Jesus make the difference? Why is it through him Why can't it be through something else? Why through Jesus? It's because Jesus has the words of eternal life. There was a time when some of the disciples were with Jesus, right? And Jesus was teaching some hard stuff about saying, I'm the bread of life. You got to eat of me. You got to drink of me and all of these things. And what happened? Some of the disciples, they started to walk away. It got a little bit too hard. Man, Daniel, he's preaching these hard messages. Let me find a better church that's going to talk about all those hard things. That's what happened at that time. They were hearing Jesus teaching, and they said, I'm going to leave. He looked back at the disciples, and he said, are you going to leave as well? What did Peter say? Where can we go, Lord? You, Lord, have the words of eternal life. So what he says here in John 6, the spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. Touching our world one life at a time, human effort, nothing. It's not going to do any good. Touching our world through Jesus is what makes the difference. And the very words I've spoken to your spirit in life. Then Jesus turned to the 12 and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? you have the words of eternal life. That's why it's through Jesus. It's his word that gives life. It's his word that changes. He spoke a word to the leper and he was healed. He spoke a word to Zacchaeus and he repented. When Jesus speaks a word, just one word from Jesus can change our life because he has the words of eternal life experience Jesus, the word of God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Dig into God's word, dig into Jesus, know him, love him, be transformed because of Jesus, touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time. Can I end with a story? Story is about the haystack prayer meeting. The Haystack Prayer Meeting happened in 1806 in Williams College. This is a monument, that white monument is there, and you can read it, what it says here. It says, on this site in the shelter of the Haystack, during a summer storm in 1806, five Williams College students dedicated their lives to the service of, of the church around the globe. 
Out of this decision grew the American foreign missions movement. It was a time when five students, they gathered together for a prayer meeting. They prayed because they were burdened by foreign missions. They wanted to touch their world. They wanted to go out. And so they met together to pray. Then it started to rain. And so they jumped into a haystack. And they prayed and they discussed and they talked about how they were going to go out. The leader of that group, if you look at you can't see it, but in that monument, the first name that's listed there, Reverend Samuel J. Mills. No relation. <laughs> but there is a connection. Reverend Samuel J. Mills led the effort. He also led the effort for the American Bible Society. He gathered about 30 plus Bible societies together and made the American Bible Society. He led the effort with his other friends to go overseas. 30 years, about 30 years later, in the same Williams College, this man, Reverend Cyrus Taggart Mills, walked into that place. Now, the, Samuel Mills, he helped to start this foreign missions movement. People were inspired. People were going all over the world. He started it. He himself, on his way back from Africa, died as a young man, only 35 years old. But he started this movement. He started this mission to go out. And about 30 years later, this man, Reverend Cyrus Taggart Mills, walked through the doors of Williams College and was inspired to take the gospel to Sri Lanka. And he went to Sri Lanka. And he met this young man. His name was, his name was Ethernyagam Mills. My middle name is Ethernyagam. In honor of my great-great-grandfather, who as a young boy converted to Christianity because of Cyrus Taggart Mills, who had come from Williams College, Massachusetts, had come to Sri Lanka and shared the gospel. And my great-great-grandfather was saved because of that. And that's his family there. And that's his Bible, that's his uh, medical uh, class that he was teaching. See, what happened is his parents wanted to kill him because he converted to Christianity. And they poisoned him and tried to kill him, but the missionary doctors saved his life. And if you see this one young boy, that's the youngest boy that's right here, right? That's my great-grandfather, Dr. Samuel G.C. Mills. Samuel G., G stands for green. Dr. Samuel Green, an American, traveled over as a missionary as well. He translated medical books from English to Tamil and used medical missions as a way to reach people for the gospel. That's my great-grandfather that's there, right in the middle, with my great-grandmother and his family. He was a man of God. He worked in the church. He served the church. He was known as a person that was part of the... He would teach Sunday school. He would be part of the church environment. He had the fear of the Lord. And then you see Cyrus Mills, again, the name Cyrus Mills. That's my grandfather that's there on the left and his family. And my dad, whose name is Daniel Mills, who I'm named after. And that's a picture from him. Wes, you might remember this. This was a picture from him of him when he was an elder at First Alliance Church probably 30 years ago. Little resemblance? Let me tell you something from a small prayer meeting in 1806 when people prayed together and said, let's make a difference to touch our world through Jesus one life at a time. It went all the way to Sri Lanka. It went from generation to generation. 
and it passed on and one life was touched and another life was touched and another life was touched and another life was touched and here I am standing in your midst. My older brother is a pastor as well at Sanctus Church in Ajax. His name is Samuel Mills. Friends, there's power in the gospel. Don't worry about changing the whole world. But touch one life. Touch one life. And let that one life touch somebody else. And touch somebody. And you might think, how is this going to happen? How can this take place? Friends, we serve a waymaker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper that every promise he makes, he will keep. Let's stand right now. He is the way maker. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. He is the light in the darkness. Let's follow him. And let's touch our world through Jesus. One life at a time. Let's sing to the